Welcome to the Becoming Infinite Podcast. I'm Cooper Gillespie, a manifestation, mindset, and abundance mentor, and modern mystic living in California's high desert. I believe every person has the power to create the life of their dreams by tapping into the infinite part of themselves. This show is here to inspire you to do just that. So each week we'll explore tools and practices, rituals and routines that you can use for your expansion. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, everyone. Welcome. I'm so happy to be spending this time with you today. And I just want to thank you for spending this time with me because I know your time is the most valuable thing that you have. And so it means a lot that you're hanging out with me right now. So thank you. Thank you. Also, if you are enjoying the show, would you take a moment and leave a five-star review on whatever platform you happen to listen to podcasts on? That would just be awesome. It would help more people find us and it would just um, mean a lot to me. (laughs) So thank you in advance for doing that. All right, let's talk about shadow work. Does shadow work help with manifestation? Absolutely, but maybe not how you think. A lot of us have gotten all of our ideas from about manifestation from the law of attraction. And the law of attraction is a very, very, very small piece, actually, an important piece, though, of manifestation. But essentially, you know, law, the law of attraction states that whatever you put your focus on, your thoughts on, your emotions into, that is what's going to come into your life. So if you just surround yourself with posy vibes, right, all your happy quotes and everything, that's going to get you closer to things that you desire. And not saying that it's not important to manage your energy and your emotions and, you know, try to be high vibe. However, seeing as how we're all human, it's not possible to always be high vibe, right? We have contrast in our life and Contrast can provide a lot of clarity, actually, but also uh, it's just not possible to always be high vibe. And a lot of times actually trying to be high vibe when you are feeling lower vibe emotions just makes the lower vibe emotions more powerful because it's like anything. I always think about uh, like a garden hose, right? It's like if you try to kink it up and make it so the water can't flow, then eventually it's just going to kind of explode. Like it's going to, the kink's going to come undone and water's going to go spraying everywhere. And it's like that with emotions too. It's like you can push down, you know, lower vibe emotions, sure, but eventually they're just going to explode out in some other probably unhealthy way. And so I think it's pretty well known, but basically your conscious desires, your what your conscious mind says it wants doesn't always line up with your subconscious desires. And because your subconscious mind controls 95% of your life and your conscious mind only controls 5% of your life, in a battle of wills, the subconscious mind is going to win every time. That's why, you know, at the beginning of the year, everyone makes these New Year's resolutions. They're going to go to the gym and they're going to eat healthy. And like within like two weeks, it's over. (laughs) They have all stopped going to the gym and eating healthy because you can't make change from your conscious mind. Like willpower is not going to is not going to make long term change. You have to align your subconscious mind with your conscious mind in order to make powerful change. So we are 
subconsciously aware of things on a much deeper level or not aware, I should say, there's things going on subconsciously with us that we may not be aware of, but that are way deeper and and create way more uh, effect in our life than what happens on the conscious level, right? And so if you don't integrate the stuff that's going on subconsciously with your shadow, what's going to happen is your shadow is going to come out (laughs) and kick your butt. It's going to make life really challenging. Carl Jung had a lot of thoughts on the shadow self. and, And one of his most famous quotes was, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will rule your life and you will call it fate. And he described the shadow self as the site of the part of ourselves that we repress. So repressed desires, repressed emotions, um, things, impulses that we have that are hidden from our conscious awareness. And so when we do shadow work, what we do is we bring all of these repressed subconscious pieces of ourselves in order, we bring them to the forefront to our conscious awareness so that we can acknowledge them and integrate them in a healthy way, a way that allows us to move forward in our life instead of having them just pop up and blow our life up at the most in, inopportune times, right? So our shadow self is the part of ourselves that we have really uh, repressed so much we may not even know it's there, but it's the part of ourselves that sometimes will keep us playing small, sometimes will keep us replaying unhealthy patterns or struggling. And it's a lot of the reason why if you have things in your life that you want and you don't see them in your life right now, it's a good chance your shadow is is a responsible for that. Essentially, our shadow self is rooted in shame. So... Anytime that you were shamed for something as a kid or you experienced shame in your life in some way, it your shadow self pops up because it's really a part of your ego and your ego is always trying to keep you safe, right? And this had a function back in the days when we all, you know, were like lived in tribes or caves, right? Because to keep us surviving and to keep society going, shame, I guess, was helpful in order to like make sure that people didn't go out on their own and endanger the tribe in any way. Or, you know, so essentially like shaming people kept everyone in line, right? But now we don't really live like that anymore. And unfortunately, our brains have <laughs> are still uh, stuck in that old programming. And so what we have to do is we have to work with the shadow self so that it doesn't seep into our lives in unhealthy ways. I'll give you some examples. For instance, say you really want, like consciously, you say you want a love relationship. You want to find a partner so badly. However, Every time you meet a nice person and start getting close, you do something that completely sabotages the relationship, whether it's going out and cheating on that person or becoming cold or reacting in, you know, outbursts emotionally and which pushes the other person away. Whatever it is, something that you do might push that other person away. And this could be your shadow self protecting you from getting hurt right? Maybe you learned that it wasn't safe to be in, to be vulnerable with someone. And so even though you say you really want a love relationship, every time you get close to one, you just blow it up somehow. Another example would be, I mean, from my own life, I have an example. 
that I've talked about quite a bit from back in my performing days. It's like, I would tell you consciously, I really wanted to be a performer. Really, really, really wanted to be a performer. And this, I think, stemmed a lot from growing up in a household that sometimes there was a lot of anger and sometimes it didn't always feel safe. And so I didn't really feel I could show who I really was, right? I I hid my real self away and just became like the peacemaker of my family in a lot of ways, making sure everyone else was okay because I didn't want to add to the anger, but I also didn't want it to come down on me. (laughs) It did come down on me a lot anyway. But anyway, so I would just kind of tuck myself away and be the peacemaker in my family. So then subconsciously, I didn't know this, but I was like, you know what, I'm going to be a performer because if I'm a performer, then I can be seen. Right. And so I moved to Hollywood and I start getting opportunities or start going on auditions and I blow up every opportunity, whether it's not showing up for things or not making myself available for director's reshoots or, you know, showing up to auditions hungover, whatever it was, I was doing the exact opposite of the thing that I said I wanted. Why the heck would I do that? Well, it's rooted in my shadow self. My shadow was trying to protect me because I did not feel worthy of success. I was also petrified of what would happen if I was successful, of what would happen if I was actually seen because growing up, it wasn't really safe to really be me. And so my shadow self just blew up every opportunity. Now, I know that now. I didn't know what I, I didn't realize that I was doing that back then, but in, you know, hindsight is 2020, right? Now in retrospect, I see exactly what was happening. So how, how can we stop this? How could we stop our shadow from messing with us and from, from creating sabotaging behaviors and things in our lives? Well, here's the deal. There's a law of the universe called the law of polarity, right? Everything has a light and a dark, a good and a bad, a hot and a cold, whatever. You know, every single thing like temperature, it has two aspects. It has the hot and the cold, and both of those things make up temperature. Same thing with ourselves, right? There, we have two different sides of ourselves that make us up. And so if we're trying to push oneself away, it's not going to work. We have to fully integrate so that we can be whole. So. How do we do this? Well, we have to really do some deep work, and this can be uncomfortable. In fact, a lot of times in my program, when people get to the shadow works part, there's a lot of resistance to it because it's not necessarily fun to excavate these things that are make up our shadow, but it's so worth it to do this work. So, uh, shadow work begins with looking at the self-sabotaging belief, looking at the the programming that we received as kids from our parents, from our teachers, from society, examining why we do things. Why, why do we not have the things that we want in our lives? What could possibly, what limiting beliefs are there stopping us? What doubt is there stopping us? What fear is there stopping us? And why? Why is that there? And a lot of this work, it's helpful to do through, you know, uh, therapy, self-hypnosis, hypnotherapy, meditations, breath work is hugely powerful. That's one of the most powerful ways to do this work. And it, But you have to look and see what part of you is trying to protect you, trying to keep you small, trying to keep you safe. And why? Because this 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 part of you is like a seven-year-old kid, right? It's like the part of you 
when when we're from the ages of zero to seven, we're walking subconscious minds. And so this is like the little kid part of you trying to run around and keep you safe and defend you. And <laughs> we cannot have a seven-year-old running our life, our adult life, right? That just doesn't work. So that's how we do this work. We excavate these things. We look at the parts of ourselves that we like. We look at the parts of ourselves that we don't like. We look at the parts of other people that we like and the parts that we don't like. And then, so you could pick how to start. One way to start doing this is to find someone you admire and list three things you love about that person. Find someone you absolutely cannot stand. Write the things like three things you cannot stand about that person. Then look at yourself, write the things like three to five things you love about yourself, three to five things you can't stand about yourself. And look at those things from the person that you can't stand and the things you don't love about yourself and see how you can integrate those aspects into yourself or at least acknowledge. Because of course, anytime you point your finger at someone else, anytime you're judging someone else, there's three fingers pointing back at you. That's a reflection of you and your issues, (laughs) not the other person, believe it or not. And so it's important to look and say, well, that person that drives me absolutely bananas, what is there about them that's triggering me and why? What part of me do I need to address to see why that person, I just dislike them so much? Because there's a good chance it's actually you. It's actually something about yourself that you don't like. So spiritually bypassing doesn't work. Trying to remain high vibe when you're really having these sort of baser, lower vibe emotions doesn't work. So it's important to actually look at these when you experience something like rage or anger or even fear. Acknowledge it. You know, you can thank it. Be like, hey, thanks for trying to keep me safe. I appreciate it, but I'm going to I'm going to take control now. (laughs) Right. We can acknowledge them and we can also look and see how could we use these things to potentially motivate us. Something like anger instead of letting it just kind of be like this explosion is like, is there a way that it could inspire you? Is, is there a way that it could, you know, allow you to do some deep introspection about yourself, right? The anger. Why? Were there many times when this same anger came up in your life because maybe you were not given your due in some way, or maybe you were not acknowledged in some way and actually use this to excavate those painful memories and turn them into something more positive. And then if you actually allow yourself to feel these types of emotions and actually investigate them and see their roots and understand and take time to understand why they're popping up for you, then eventually they're just going to, they're just going to do their thing. They're going to run their course and they're going to go away because you've given them, you've held space for them essentially. And you've used them in order to motivate you or inspire you or actually perform some deep introspection on yourself in some way. So that's my, my, my diatribe about shadow work. It's really important to, to hold space for all parts of yourself, to acknowledge all parts of yourself, to see how you can work with quote unquote, the dark side to actually transmute those lower vibes into something more positive and you know, if you, you, you could, you just have to do it. That's all I could say. It's, it's really, it's, it's the first thing you got to do with manifesting, because if you just try to push all that stuff down, 
nothing that you do, your subconscious mind is going to get in your way every time, right? And so we've got to deal with this aspect of ourselves before we can really successfully manifest. So hopefully that's given you some insight into shadow work and some things that you can do to get started. And I, I encourage you to do this work with love for yourself, with grace and kindness for yourself. It's not easy work, but it's so worth doing because on the other side, of that is just a whole bunch of self-love, self-acceptance, and the ability to really manifest the life you want without having your subconscious mind get in your way all the time. <laughs> and it can really get in the way. It's like a seven-year-old throwing a fit sometimes. So it really, really helpful to acknowledge it, to love up on it, to, to have kindness and grace with it, and then to, to move forward. All right. That's all I have for this week. I hope that you have a beautiful rest of your week and I will talk to you next week. Until next time. Mm -hmm.